right, welcome into episode three of our brand new podcast, the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast. I'm Dan Claskins along with James Adams. And man, we're happy to be giving you this bonus coverage as we get into uh, the month of August, knee deep in our fantasy preparation. And if you're out there looking to get ready for your draft, we encourage you to head over to Insider football.com that of course where you can check out all of our tools including the fantastic draft advisor and that's exactly what we're going to pull out today because one of my very favorite features of our software is taking all the different adp sources and matching them up with what the software is projecting and what round value you can get james and i today on the podcast we will identify some of the players the software's pushing up, saying, hey, man, let's go grab these guys at their excellent, excellent value. And on contrast, some that are being flagged by the draft advisor. Of course, uh, we'll dive into how you can get it, some different packages. We got a new great deal going with Thrive Fantasy I'll talk about in a minute. Before we do that, though, I got to welcome in my teammate here at Fantastics. You get us on Saturday and Sunday mornings during the preseason. Fantastics Insider Football on Sirius XM. Now you get us here on the podcast. And James, uh, here we are, man, already on our third episode and already now into the second week of August. And from this point on, we've got football every weekend until really uh, we get to the Super Bowl. That's correct. And I am certainly looking forward to it. And uh, all varieties of football cranking up. It's good to see, you know, driving past a practice or two, some people in pads. It's always good to see. And then you know, we got a little taste of the NFL, even if the big time players weren't playing in the Hall of Fame game. And it's starting to ramp up where, like you said, last year, we didn't get a whole lot of preseason. We get it this year. So we get to see some things uh, besides what we just hear is taking place. We get to see it with our own eyes and see how some of these new faces and new places perform, whether it's free agents or rookies. So I'm definitely getting fired up and getting ready for it. And I mean, I'm in the uh, midst of we just finished a dynasty slow draft. I'm in the midst of another slow draft in the startup. So it is 100% draft season. And well, Dan, we're talking a little bit of a little bit about ADP. Well, I've been monitoring these ADPs as we've been, well, drafting against each other, drafting against other people for the last, I don't know, well, really months, but it's really ramping up now with some of these dynasty leagues that have started to kick in before the seasonal drafts get going. But Definitely getting fired up and definitely uh, definitely have some insights for the ADP here today is, gosh, it, 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 it can change depending on what kind of league you're in. You know, the ADP is what it is, but it can change how you look at it, how you analyze it, depending on what kind of league you're in. No doubt about it. And you hit the nail on the head, brother. I was just saying, I feel like this is the calm before the storm. We just finished <laughs> up that slow draft and pretty much kicking off this Sunday with our Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship live main event drafts here at the Hard Rock Casino in Cincinnati. You and I will both be drafting a couple teams on that day, and from that point on, it's like game on, man. I've got drafts or auctions literally, uh, I think, like five days a week for the next three weeks after that, and looking forward to it. So the ADP will get into that. And, of course, we talk about our Fantastics Draft Advisor the best news I've got for you the whole day is a, a way you can get this year the software for absolutely free. Not just the software, but you can get the normally $70 Fantastics touchdown package for free. It's a $20 deposit on Thrive Fantasy, which is, a, a, if you haven't known of it before, James has been doing golf on there already for a few years. But it's years. basically a uh, DFS prop bets. We're going to work that into our podcast and, and radio show later in the year. But Basically, a $20 first-time deposit on Thrive Fantasy will get you the touchdown 
package at Fantastics plus a $20 credit on Thrive Fantasy. You can use this to uh, credit to enter Thrive Fantasy contest with even more cash using your free Insider Football Tools. This is a $90 value for a $20 deposit. All you need to do is visit insiderfootball.com, click on the sign up, go to the link there, see the details of the offer, get your free 2021 Fantastics Draft Advisor. While you're there, that's where you can find our podcast. We can also subscribe. We're on Spotify. You can get us at Anchor as well, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen. We're getting out there more places. And uh, James, definitely excited about the drafts. You mentioned this. Before we get into some of the players, because that's what everybody's tuning in here for, is like which guys are going to offer value, which ones are, are not going to. And before we get into the juice of it, let's talk just ADP as a whole. Take it back a step. And how do you use ADP? And at the end of the day, like, okay, that's not necessarily rankings, but it's a way to determine where guys are falling. How do you put it all together and turn it into winning fantasy strategy? Well, I think the first thing you have to do is know what kind of league you're in because you can look at ADP from Yahoo or you can look at ADP from ESPN. And if you're drafting online, you should be certainly having your setup for your software and being, you know, regardless of how you're doing it, you should be monitoring the ADP at that website because they are vastly different. And we look at it each year and whether it's the fantasy uh, people that work for a particular website touting different players, elevating their value on that website, whether it's maybe a scoring setting that 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 forces quarterbacks up the board. What you know, one default site six points for a passing touchdown versus four. So you have to look at first of all who the ADP source is and make sure that if you're drafting, particularly if you're drafting online, or even if you're not drafting online, if you're drafting with a bunch of your buddies and your host website is one of those aforementioned websites. Have an idea of what the ADP on that side is, because there's a good chance that 25 to 50 percent of your league is showing up with the printed out ADP rankings from that website. And so it's going to be a factor, even if it's not an in like an on website draft, right? Even if you're doing it at a bar at somebody's house. So be aware of the site, where it's coming from and making sure you're looking at that. Then let's say that you're drafting with a room full of sharp people. So you're looking at blended ADP. You know as well as I do, when we go to that KFFSC draft that you just mentioned this weekend, there are going to be people drafting, first of all, guys they want. So if you really want some somebody in a room full of sharp people like that, you're probably going to have to go a couple rounds ahead of ADP. Then what you're also going to have to realize is you start three receivers and a flex in a full point PPR, wide receivers will go faster in that draft than their ADP would suggest in other drafts. So it's 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 a lot of different factors, and you got to look at okay, not necessarily what the wide receiver ADP is versus the rest of the player pool, but just keep an eye on in that tier and say, look, I'm seeing that, and this is something you can see. I'm seeing this guy whose ADP is round eight, just went in round six. So maybe you don't even take that into consideration in that moment, but there's a guy you want whose ADP is round ten. Well, you got to look at it and say, all right everybody's looking past that spot now on the board. I might have to get that guy in round eight when I was thinking about it in round nine. So you've got to play these things against the league setup, two receivers, three receivers. We had somebody call on the show the other day, only starts one running back. That's going to change the ADP to an extent. And those are all factors you have to look at. And I, I really think tiering, we've talked about it for years, is so important. It's important to look at those tiers, ADP as well, in, in positional groups, because the 
overall grouping between all the positions, the, the mixed one, doesn't necessarily tell the picture of the draft you're in. you got to look at each positionally as well. Yeah, we're going to get into that in an upcoming podcast a little bit. The fantasy draft plan tiers. That's like I said, that's why you need to subscribe here. Of course, you can follow us at Fantistics on Twitter. You can get him at James Adams 94 me at Dan Claskins. We like to talk to you there. We're uh, going to be doing 10 podcasts just during August, getting you ready for your drafts. And then we're going to transition into more of a waiver wire, you know, get you started for the week type of stuff. Some live streaming likely ahead as well. So be sure to stay tuned to all that. And James, great overview there of ADP before we really dive into the conversation. The only thing I will add to it, and maybe it's because I, you know, I start doing mocks literally before uh, the season's over here at the channel every year. And on top of that, uh, I mean, best balls all the time. through. So you sort of like see it in your brain when you're drafting year round, the ADP change in real time. Maybe not everybody wants to draft in all these leagues. So at the very least, uh, ADP, I don't think it's something you look at on the way to the draft. Like you should sort of start looking at it about a month out at the latest and sort of watch how, it, you know, whatever your source of it is, and so just sort of watch how it evolves. And I, I do say, everybody's like, why do you draft so early? Why do you, you guys get hurt? And it's true. I've got a couple Cam Akers shares right now that are kicking me in the butt. But by the time we get to Labor Day, man, there is no value left, especially today with all the information, all the podcasts, all the websites. There's just not a lot left. If you want those good values, those three, four round values. I mean, I'm looking at some of this ADP right now. We'll get into some of these guys in a minute. It's like, man, this guy's going in round four now. I was stealing him in round six or seven, six weeks ago. And uh, so it is sort of fun to watch it evolve in real time. And if you're not going to be that knee deep in drafts, at least maybe you can even go on some sites and do some date ranges. I know on NFFC, which is one of the six ADP sources inside of our Fantastics Draft Advisor software, that's a good one to run by date ranges, right? Uh, I, I've been looking a lot there. Like, okay, over the last 12 days, you know, since August 1st, how many, you know, and you can really start to see some of that stuff. But anyway, let's dive into some of the players like we teased at the top. This is the Draft Advisor versus ADP. So we're going to go position by position and using the blended ADP, sort of compare the value of where this player is going there and what round and pick the production we are projecting here at Fantistics will translate into. And I think that's where we can find targets to attack and players to avoid. So James, let's start at quarterback and quarterbacks an interesting position when he gets to ADP, because a lot of these super flex leagues are coming out. They're not a lot of super flex ADP software. And, you know, we talked about the number of, teams in the league, obviously a 14-team quarterback. So again, as you already hit it on, matching up that ADP to your league type, also important that you're looking at it a little bit. But any just random players that you can see, all right, this guy is going way later than you should. That's what you're looking for in our software. And one of the first guys that comes to mind for me, and a guy that I was already sort of thinking about this on, uh, James, was... Uh, Matthew Stafford. Here's a guy that coming into a new team, lots of excitement for sure. Uh, and I view him as a back end QB one. 
And I mean, I, we're projecting him as that inside the tool, but right now he's an eighth round, 8.11 overall pick. We're looking at 11 round value, mid to 11th round value on him, according to the software. That's not to say he's a bust, just to say this is a guy that you let fall to you, much less reach for, but you move up the ladder a little bit. A bigger name that pops up of interest to me, I wanted to get, you know, sort of your take on here a little bit is Lamar Jackson, because. That in the top 10 picks of the draft is the biggest flag being raised here by our draft advisor tool at Fantastics. An ADP right now blended of pick 410 and a lot of that based off the season he had two years ago. But the FDP value inside of the draft advisor, more of a mid seventh round pick. So perhaps he's being overdrafted by three rounds right now, almost according to Fantastics. And there are some red flags with the Ravens quarterback. Yeah, I think so. I mean, first of all, the offense is going to run the ball a ton, and he is certainly going to do that too, right? That's why he's so far up the rankings to begin with is the fact that he's going to run the ball. But what if Dobbins gets more of those carries? What if they decide to protect the quarterback a little bit who's coming, you know, was the MVP a year and a half ago or whatever? Uh, you know, what do you, what do you, what is your game plan now? Is it to get as much out of Lamar in the regular season, or is it a little bit of saving him? Then on top of that, Dan, I think what really, when I look at, and again, it's how you set up uh, your individual league, but the fantasy points that we're projecting for all the guys going around him, it's, it's basically saying, Hey, Lamar sits in this tier with these other guys, a la Dak Prescott. I mean, honestly, even Justin Herbert in the particular setup I'm looking at, where the difference in points between him and even a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers is probably a poor example because his ADP is obviously on the rise now that he's in camp. So he's going to show a lower ADP in this tier. But the fact is still sitting in this tier, the fantasy points projected at the particular setup I'm looking at. I mean, we're talking about a difference of less than 12 points between all those guys. And yeah, maybe Lamar's the high end of all those guys. But the point there, when you look at that ADP, it really screams tearing because it says, don't take the guy who maybe is the best guy in the tier. Maybe he's not. He had that one great season. He's certainly capable of absolutely dominating a fantasy league, being an RB1 while playing quarterback for your, your fantasy team, right? But there are several guys in that tier that do the exact same thing or are capable of doing the exact same thing that we project for their almost the exact same number of points on a game basis that give you a round later. To me, this is a great example of where you look at the the ADP versus the draft software, and it just says, this isn't the time to attack this tier. Like, now's just not the time for quarterback if all these guys are available. Yeah, fair point. That's exactly how the tool does it for you. And the best part of the software when using it, not only do you get this information, but as players go off the board, the values change in real time. And that's what really separates our tool up against just that regular old cheat sheet or magazine you bring on draft day here. And Let's dive into a couple more players. I think that the flags are being thrown here by the fantastic. It's not penalty flags. It's warning flags, James. And one of them happens to be on the quarterback of our hometown Cincinnati Bengals here with Joe Burrow. The reports out of camp have been less than optimistic, clearly still shaking off the rust after the ACL injury. Many concerns about the offensive line, which has a D plus grade inside the software. We're looking at Burrow right now. Early ninth round pick, blended ADP, FDP of end of the 11th round. Quite a bit of separation there on the Cincinnati quarterback. And here's a guy that some right now are drafting as their QB ones. 
if you want to draft him as your QB one, that's fine. If you waited way late and other people have their QB two, but there's so much to say. I mean, one, he hasn't looked great in camp, right? I mean, the reality is he's still, he's even said like, I need to get hit. Are the Bengals going to let him get hit? Oh, we'll see. Um, I have a lot of trouble when there are players around him that have basically limited injury concerns. And honestly, Kirk Cousins, I think, is a great example because you look at those two and Cousins' ADP is lower, and yet they look to project around the same number of points. Cousins just seems a lot safer. As much as I like Burrow, we know they didn't address the line as early as I would have liked. They do have the weapons around him, but he's... I can't I can't just wash away all those concerns. And here I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, much to my own team, I'm in a hundred dollar dynasty startup. It's a super flex. I took Herbert. I thought about taking Burrow and making the Homer move, and you know I'm a Burrow Homer. I still couldn't because it's just not smart. It's not safe. It's not wise. When when okay, I know the medicine's good, people come back, but I want to see it first. And when him and reports are that Chase doesn't look as good as they would hoped out of camp two, one of his top weapons. It's just a clear, hey, let's let it. If he comes to you, great, but don't do not go reach for him. Jalen Hurts, another player that sort of matches the description here. I mean, coming in on an Eagles team filled with question marks of their own, doesn't have near the weapons of Joe Burrow that we just discussed, but definitely has that rushing upside that brings that fantasy excellence. And even inside Fantastics, we are projecting him for 755 yards, seven rushing touchdowns alone on the ground, which I mean, gosh, that gives him a pretty high floor. Does not hide the fact, though, his blended ADP of round 802 up against the FDP of 1202. And I think Hertz is a lot like Burrow here for me, James. I'm feeling a lot better if I'm using him as my QB2. They might end up being a solid QB1, and the ceiling is certainly high here with the Philadelphia second-year signal caller. However... He comes with risks. The organization's already flirting around with Deshaun Watson. Who knows what might come of that situation? They're not necessarily uh, locked in long-term on him. If this thing turns into a disaster, the plug could be pulled. So lots of risk with Jalen Hurts. Lots of upside, too. But it's not a surprise he's being flagged here by Fantistics. No, it's not. And uh, Again, I mean, there's just, you know, it's easy to back off a little bit from him particularly in a Q- one QB league because the team's not married to him. They're, like you said, they've, they're certainly courting another quarterback, at least giving the idea that it's happening. They wouldn't name him as the official starter, even though the guy he replaced last year is out of the building and in another on another team now. So it would make sense that he's the starter unless they go get somebody outside of the, of, of the organization. But <sighs> I mean, there's plenty of red flags. This is a guy who couldn't even finish his career at one college. He had to move on. And look, same as Burrow. And I know that doesn't mean anything because Burrow won a Heisman doing so. But we've already seen that he's been replaceable. And the organization doesn't have a whole lot to bank in on him. But the ceiling is there. So if you want to take Hertz as one of the last QB ones off the board in a one QB league, cool. In a super flex league, which the one time I have a Jalen Hurts share so far is a super flex league, he's my QB too. I love the upside, but I also like the security of the guy I had ahead of him. Fair enough on uh, all those points for sure. Let's look at a few quarterbacks. If you want to wait around for the position, there's some guys that are being drafted deep, deeper in the drafts, more as back-end QB twos that we think are going to offer a little bit more value with our projection. Two of them. 
Might be a surprise here and just some quick discussion point. Derek Carr of the Raiders, FDP of late 13th round pick, going more in the 18th round. And just one round ahead of him in drafts right now in our blended ADP, Ben Roethlisberger. We're projecting him about three rounds of value there. And, you know, these are late round picks. I mean, there's going to be a little more value in general. Uh, Daniel Jones, another guy in that range. Mm -hmm. It's got a little hint of value about him. But uh, of those late round stabs that we've identified there, sort of in that fringe top 20, Derek Carr, Big Ben, Daniel Jones, the projection's pretty similar, at least in terms of total fantasy points by Fantastics. Which of those late round darts do you like the most, James? I like Daniel Jones the most. The reason I like him the most is because I think there's the most room to grow. Ben Roethlisberger is clearly the most proven Got some of nice them. weapons. He certainly does. He's got three, really four, if you want to say Najee Harris. And honestly, maybe at the tight end position, there's still something to be had, too. Um, I guess with, with my thought with Ben is, yeah, the reports are the arm looks better. He's just, he's 39, man. I mean, I know Tom Brady just took the team to the Super Bowl, the Buccaneers last year at 43, my or 44, whatever he was. Bray, uh, ben just, I don't know. It's fine he lost the weight. I think the upside is with Daniel Jones because he can dump it off to Saquon. Maybe Najee Harris can change the game like that. I don't know. It remains to be seen. But I like the weapons that Jones has too. I like the fact that Jones can run the ball a little bit. And I think I like the, the O-line for Jones a little bit better. Carr maybe is the quiet one with the upside all the time, though, because the defense isn't very good. But you asked me who I'd take of the three, and the answer's Carr. Or uh, the answer's Jones, excuse me. Dan Claskins, James Adams, breaking it down, going the Fantastics Draft Advisor up against that ADP, trying to identify players to target, some to avoid. You can check out all of our player projections and all of the, the tool has to offer. Check out the complimentary trial over at insiderfootball.com and take it out for a test drive. Let's move from quarterbacks to running backs. And James, uh, man, getting it right at the different parts of the draft on running back often determines whether your team's playoff caliber or sitting home in the postseason. And so I think it in the early rounds, it's it's hard to really you know, round here, round there. I mean, we don't get too caught up in it. But, man, I got to tell you, over the years, looking at some of those players that the software is pushing up and down more for that RB3 and down range is something that has been a, an advantage that I've enjoyed. So um, that said, I'm not going to really focus on running backs too much uh, in the early picks. I will say one guy we've talked quite a bit about on our show when Anthony Perry, uh, the, the man behind the curtain with Fantastics, our president and founder there, uh, he came on when you were out, James, and really talked up. J.K. Dobbins got me in on him quite a bit. And if we're looking at you know top 15, 20 running backs, this is the one running back that is definitely continued throughout the, you know, since we've launched the software six, seven weeks ago to show at least a round of value. And that's uh, pretty good because I get it. Gus Edwards is there. We know this team likes to run the football though. And we're, we're really thinking a step forwards there for Dobbins this year. We're saying he should be more of a mid second round pick as blended ADP's mid round three. And James, I'm guessing for owners grabbing Dobbins in mid-round three, he's probably their RB, too, and that's why I like it a lot. I mean, I think it was a pretty consensus feeling last year that had Dobbins gone to a team that didn't have Mark Ingram, that his he would have been one of the top rookie running backs. He still was, but he slid behind a couple of other guys because his opportunity looked to be lesser in year one. Ingram's out of the way. This is exactly what you wanted if you were a Dobbins guy. 
he's the guy ahead of Gus Edwards. Uh, that's fine. Edwards will get his touches. This is a team that's going to run the ball a ton. Of any backfield where I wanted somebody that wasn't an exclusive owner of that backfield to still be maybe my RB1, especially maybe if I start with a Travis Kelsey or whatever combo. But the idea being if you started with him as your RB1, boy, I can't think of another backfield. I'd rather have a shared part of the committee, the better part of the share, the heavier part than the Ravens, who are going to run the ball an absolute ton. So, yeah, I like Dobbins. The player's special. The, it, the match is good there. Ingram's out of the way. I think if Ingram wasn't on that team last year, Dobbins would be a much higher consensus player. And I think we, having a at where we do at Fantastics is, I like it. I mean, I'm right on board with that. Yeah. David Montgomery, another top 20, 20 running back uh, that is getting a lot of play. But, you know, you draft a guy like David Montgomery and you essentially, you're getting what you pay for, uh, right? But it is interesting. Just looking at some players around him, like Chris Carson getting a slight tick up as like being a value. But when you get uh, inside the top 30, James, the two running backs that really stand out at, at projected value versus ADP right now, and it's hard to believe, but it's Travis Etienne and Javante Williams, two rookies here who, uh, I mean, I am seeing them slip in some cases, fifth, sixth round. Uh, the flex draft we were in this week, I believe Javante Williams went in the round seven of that uh, format there. And, we're projecting late fourth round value on ETN. Now I'm looking at uh, PPR setup here. And basically with Javante Williams, end of fifth round value, which is only about a half round value on him, but a whole round value on ADP on ETN. So the rookie hype trains sort of slowed down a little bit on these guys. I, I don't know how much faster it's going to get unless we start seeing some preseason games when they're making highlight reels. And that's when it can get real wacky. And I think we'll probably see that a little bit, but I, I don't know. For me, Etienne is not a surprise at all. To uh, or rather, he is a surprise that people saw. Robinson was so good last year, but we talked about the the connection that already exists between Trevor Lawrence and Etienne, and the fact that it's not only a connection that goes to handing the ball off, dumping the ball out of the backfield, but knowing that Etienne knows which way to go. You know, and they're going to be under a new pass pro scheme, a different offensive line that they're behind. But there is a trust factor in that as well, that Lawrence trusts ETN in the backfield with them. I assume he does. I mean, I haven't heard anything to the contrary yet. Uh, so it's not. it would not be surprising to me to see ETN's value go up, especially in PPRs moving forward, because you do expect him to throw the ball. But you can't discount what Robinson did, probably for the trepidation in that regard. As far as Javante Williams, I mean, it depends. You want to talk about people reaching out past the ADP, though. I guarantee you when we get into these high-stakes drafts uh, in a week or so, that's one of those those leagues where people are reaching for the upside, and I wouldn't be surprised if he goes well past, you know, well before the ADP suggests here. Two veteran running backs. The rookies are always sexy, so it doesn't mm -hmm. surprise me when people, as you mentioned, in high-stakes events especially, will reach for that upside. But the two surprising, uh, for some maybe, Guys that are getting pushed up here in this mid-round running back value. Two veterans, both sort of in places that you don't really think about for being fantasy hotbeds, but the Houston Texans with David Johnson, who ADP right now is mid-seventh round. We're projecting early sixth-round value on him. And a guy that you've been talking quite a bit about lately on our radio program, and uh, Jamal Williams now with the Lions, eleventh uh, going to mid round eleven blended ADP. We're saying James in PPR leagues, he's a mid seventh round value, perhaps one of the best 
value picks of the entire draft in those first you know, 30, 40 running backs off the board. Only 26, not a ton of tread. I say only, that's old for a running back or getting old, but not a lot of tread on the tire for a 26-year-old because he was splitting time slash seeding time to Aaron Jones quite a bit in Green Bay. Yeah, I, I love Jamal Williams where he's going because you, if in week one I feel like I have to plug him in, I know he'll get some carries. There aren't a ton of options in the backfield or besides in the backfield in Detroit. So whether it's, I don't know, Quintez Cephas or Bashard Perriman or St. Brown or any of those receivers that you're going, oh, man, we got to get after these guys. No. So if I'm Detroit, I would think about trying to get both of these runners involved, potentially even at the same time, create some misdirection. They've addressed their offensive line. I think it'll be improved. Uh, right now, I think we're looking at it as a uh, B offensive line. So much improved. Obviously, their draft pick helped them in that regard. So, yeah, Williams, who, look, we had Tim 20 man on the uh, radio show the other day, and he said that these guys should be even in carries. It's not swift ahead of Williams. So I believe that that will be the case. They went out and got Williams, and they saw what they liked in him two games a year. Yeah, uh, he's definitely a guy, especially if he gets closer to that double-digit round, you really start to like a lot. Let's look at some running backs in this same range of the draft that – Software saying, eh, don't don't reach too high for these guys. And obviously, if it was pushing up Javante Williams, it's not that big of a surprise. It's pushing down Melvin Gordon and James, uh, the FDP of late round eight. I've actually seen him fall there in some spots. And if you get him in round eight and mid to late round eight, that's great. But the blended ADP of 605, that's reaching a little bit. And Fantastic's definitely throwing the flag on that one. James Conner. A late seventh round pick, blended ADP right now. We're talking about early 10th round value on return. And how about this name? The hype train. We're talking about a hype train that's really getting rolling on the tracks. It's Michael Carter with the Jets. And the ADP's gone up. This blended ADP here of 905, that's outdated, I think, because there has to be one of our six sources that are weighing it down because I'm seeing him really become a top 25, 30 pick at running back in drafts. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about 10.06 value, even at last week's ADP, which I'm, I'm telling you, there's something's one of the ADP sources is wrong on him still. But at the end of the day, uh, we're talking about 10th round value, even at that ADP. So I don't have a lot of shares of Michael Carter. I don't expect to get any soon. I just don't see a scenario where a new coaching staff says, man, I need a backfield full of rookies. We drafted a couple offensive linemen that are probably going to start for us. We've got a rookie quarterback, probably going to start a rookie receiver. Um, a tight end situation's a mess. Our one veteran receiver is Jamison Crowder, who, I mean, he's like the team vet. He's, he's the guy. He's the glue on that team. I can see Tevin Coleman in that backfield to start the year and until Wilson gets healthy. I think Carter's the future for the Jets, but I don't know that it's this year. I don't know that's a backfield I really want to invest in at all. I just, it's hard for me to picture. And maybe it happens. Maybe it does happen. This Jet coaching staff should have a little leeway because it can't be worse than the previous one. And they're a fresh team. But isn't it just hard for you, Dan, to imagine a rookie running back behind a rookie quarterback with, I think, a couple of rookies on the offensive line to start this season and a rookie wideout? Like, I'm starting to get the five. That's five rookies if he starts on that offense. Yeah, uh, That's troublesome. You know what, though? At least, at least they got Chris Herndon. Our post hype, 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 hype. That's what I said. A tight end spot that's uh, who else do they got? They got uh, Tyler Croft on his third team now. Ryan Griffin. Let's Ryan not Griffin, about who 
honestly probably ends up being the best tight end on that team, which I'm not sure what that says, but I bet you he is. He's a vet, and I bet you they have him in there because he's a vet who kind of knows his thing. Yeah, I. and here's the thing about Carter. It's not that I don't like – I mean, you said it right on the head with him, right? I mean, here's a guy that uh, – I mean, I'm not knocking him as a player. It's just as players, as people get locked in, I mean – if you look at NFF, NFFC ADP, just looking at drafts specifically from June the 1st to July 31st, we're talking about uh, essentially Carter was RB29. He was basically about 80th overall pick. Okay. 80th overall pick. I can get behind it. What are you really risking at 80 overall? Right. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not going to like, if it, if it, flops it's not going to wreck your fantasy season and that's what we're really talking about here is like you, you go in the third or fourth round on a back and it doesn't work out yeah now you're now you're putting yourself behind the eight ball mm-hmm. in just the last nine days of the nfc so since june 1st the end of july he was rb 29 around pick 80 and just looking at the last nine days at the position now we're seeing michael carter rise all the way up Although he's still at RB, still around the same spot, RB29. But James, he's gone up to pick 69.9. He's got risen 11 spots just in the in, in the overall count. So, I mean, he's still going off the board about the same running back, but you're paying 10, 11 more spots than you were two weeks ago. And what's going to happen if he has a rushing touchdown in his first preseason game? <laughs> he's going to skyrocket another 10. And that's the thing picks. you've got to avoid. That's why following this ADP, you'll start to see that stuff. But uh, we call them internet icons, right? I mean, they, they have this huge game. Next, you know, Roto Worlds has a blurb and suddenly everybody in your leagues wants this dude on their team. And, you know, that's, that's how it happens. You just have to f- sort of fade that stuff out. But, not knocking Carter. I just no. don't think that uh, I'll be buying too many shares. So let's do this. Let's move over to receivers, continuing the conversation. And there's so many more names and values here. We can't give them all to you folks. That's why we encourage you go over to insiderfootball.com. Check out the complimentary trial. We also got that free deal going on. If you, you know, just forgot about that, I talked about the beginning with Thrive Fantasy, where on that sign-up page, you uh, just click on there. You click on make a $20 first-time deposit. You get the touchdown package for free. That's our draft advisor, all the regular season content, plus that credit over at Thrive Fantasy. We'll put it all together and help you win this year. Check that out, insiderfootball.com. James, as we get to the receivers, are there any receivers, just before we even get into the exercise of the draft advisor versus the ADP, are there any guys just off the top head, all these drafts you may have been in, that you're like, oh, man, this is a value receiver that you sort of have become to like? One that i become to like, I'm not certain if there's one I'm really grabbing. Not Adam a- Thielen is one that's come to mind, but sometimes I, by the time I'm like, oh, yeah, and then he gets drafted in these uh, in these mocks we've done. But he's the one that kind of stands out to me. I think is Adam Thielen because I think there's so much hype about Jefferson and um, even well, that's, myself. That's, you know what? That's a good example because that's one of the first names on my list. I've seen if you would hit one of them, and okay, and Thielen was on my list. But yeah, uh, and I think it's just the converse hype of, of Jefferson. But it's not like Thielen wasn't a stud when Diggs was in town either. Well, what's interesting is Jefferson's blended ADP is round three hundred four. We're saying he's a late second round pick. So, I mean, it's not like game chattering value, but we are saying, hey, you're getting a value off Jefferson, even in early round three, which so you would think that that might not spell great things for Thielen, but actually he's got about a full round value. Uh, ADP of early round five He's more of a 
four uh, 4.06 at FTP right now. So we're looking at a player here that you know you're going to get around value on. And there's not he's the first guy off the list that really pops out like that. The other name ahead of him in our projections, Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. ADP 407, FTP 306. That's a full round of value. And uh, Woods is a guy I have a lot of shares of. Dealing a guy that I have some shares of. It's Usually I'm not looking at receiver at that point of the draft. So, uh, I mean, I do have some shares of him. But yet, once again, like running backs, we got to go a little bit deeper down the list to start to find guys that maybe are are not projecting some of that value. I'll tell you a name as you get into a back-end wide receiver, too, that the Fantastic Software is saying, hey, this guy could be uh, real helpful for you. Debo Samuel, 801 ADP blended. We're talking mid to late fifth round value here. Injury was a factor last year, but man, James, if he's healthy, if you're getting him in round eight, I mean, he might even be your wide receiver four. This guy could be top 20 at the position this season. I remember really well the week he came back from injury last week or last year and was massive before he got banged up again and didn't really do anything the rest of the season. I think he had like 15 targets. I should uh, I should be better prepared to talk Debo right now, but he's your guy. I think he had like 15 targets in that game, and he, he single-handedly carried me to a win in a week where I had someone else on by. The talent's there. I think a lot of people are excited about Ayuk. They're not sure exactly what's going on at receiver, or I'm sorry, at quarterback. I think they worry about Kittle being in the offense full go along with Ayuk, and then how much left is there for Debo. Debo's a stud, man. Let's not forget that he was a guy I, I really liked him coming into last year, and then his injury slowed him down before he even got started. We didn't see anything last year, but I think Debo is rookie year showed he could be a stud. No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, just a guy that in general, they're going to figure out ways to put the ball in his hands. And that's sure. what I like about having him. A couple of our Bengal wideouts here, uh, both getting a little value uptick. Jamar Chase. Mid 6.08 blended ADP. We're talking mid fifth round value, according to the tool. An even better value off of ADP anyway. Tyler Boyd, 808 blended ADP. We're talking 511 overall. We're talking late fifth round value on Boyd. That's almost three rounds of value. And James, we'll talk each about each of these guys. I've said during our best ball season, during the heart of it, when we raise in all that money to help the veterans with do good fantasy and I mean, goodness, I was in every one of those things. Uh, six, 17 best balls over the course of about eight weeks there. But at the end of the day, Boyd was the guy I kept getting, not because I, I like him, Higgins, I like them all, but he was going a couple rounds later, right? That's what made him appealing. And uh, I definitely think he is a high-end wide receiver three, more than a wide receiver two for me, uh, just because of the, some of the questions about uh, you know what we talked about a little bit with Burrow. But I really like Boyd. If you can get Boyd in the seventh or eighth round, I mean, that's just a good fantasy investment to make. Now, is he going to be like your stud receiver or you know, a dude that's automatically in your lineup every single week of the season? I don't know. I mean, how many eighth round picks are? But I do like him a lot at his price, and I certainly like Jamar Chase. I know, oh, he's looking a little rusty. Burrow's working his... Give it some time. This dude didn't even play football last year. I mean, they haven't even played a preseason game yet. And there's like a couple tweets out there and Chase's ADP's dropping. You know what? I hope there's a couple Good. more tweets like that, James, because the further he drops, the more shares I'm grabbing. I'm all will, in on Jamar Chase. Yeah, I will agree with that. I think for me, it's it's whichever Bengal receiver is 
left standing. But I think, like you said about Boyd, more of a three than a two. I think they all, for me on draft day, are going to be that. Just because there's going to be times where one gets covered and it's going to be easy enough with three talented receivers to go the other direction. But I am also with you. It, give me an offense that's going to have to throw the ball a ton and 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 I'll take those kind of guys. So I'm with you on those guys. Boyd probably because the ADP is the lowest, but he may have the lowest ceiling too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, not that the ceiling's that low, but when compared no. to Higgins and Chase, I would agree that it is lower. Let's hit on a few receivers, you know, from this range that maybe the software is saying, uh, all right, beware, beware. You know, the buzzer's sort of going off here. And one is of interest here, James. And AJ Brown, it is, uh, a, he's one of those players that is sort of perplexing in the sense that Julio Jones has been added to the mix. This has always been a run first team, but you have this dynamic talent. And in dynasty leagues, I mean, you might even argue this guy's one of the top two or three picks, but at Fantastics inside the draft advisor, the projection, not all that great on him. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, we're projecting 77 catches, which I think in, in, is where the problem lies because of the target volume that we're expecting him to sort of now share with Julio. The receiving yards, 1,183, nine receiving touchdowns. His ADP right now is 2.12. I've been getting him in a few spots in early third. We're saying it's more like 3.12. So, like, that's a round of overpaying for what we expect the output to be, at least the Fantastics Draft Advisors projected output. So that's problematic for me. Uh, definitely opens my eyes a little bit to him. But going deeper down the board, there's some more troubling things that pop up to me. And one that I want to discuss with you, Kenny Galladay. Here's a guy, injuries are a factor. The blended ADP at 508, a 605 FDP. So if he falls, Galladay, if he slips, James, if you get him at the back end of round six, early round seven, I think the risk is baked into the ADP. But if his blended ADP of mid-round five is right, hmm. There's a lot of other receivers in that range that I'm taking a look at. Yeah, or maybe I'm looking at one of that that second tier of tight ends instead, or my RB3 instead. Here's the deal, a little groin injury or hamstring injury, rather, already coming off of a basically non-existent season. And maybe it doesn't matter as much, but he he's on a new team. Like I really feel like this is a time where he should be learning how to co-mingle with the other receivers to make that chemistry with Daniel Jones. And, you know, I don't know if, if it's that big of a deal, but Sterling Shepard getting some praise out of camp, you know, is this, you know, is, is Galladay going to lose some targets that different direction to him and, and the other receivers, maybe not Tony right off the rip, but you know, another, they made a first round rookie picket receiver too. So they've certainly given themselves options to spread the ball around without Galladay. And when we don't see him on the field, while he's got a lower leg injury, man, it's hard for me to like, think anything other than I'm not taking him until he's my wide receiver three, even if I believe he has wide receiver one upside. One final take I just have on receivers as we uh, wrap up this edition of the podcast. I will say it's not just about values either, but it's telling you not to reach for players, right? The Bucks. I love Tampa Bay. Uh, I think they're my, I'm going to bet on them even as the favorite to, to repeat here as a Super Bowl, why the odds are what they are now. Um, so I'm all in on the Bucks, but Chris Godwin, ADP 409, you know, we're saying FDP 412 with Evans, ADP 406. We're saying, you know, 501 is his FDP. So 
basically these guys are not just a little bit below value. So it's not that alarming. The point is, is let's not reach for them because I feel like sometimes these runs go in drafts and I'm seeing these guys go maybe sometimes in early to mid round three, depending on how things go. Maybe they fall in, but don't reach for players because that is why you have to have for every tier. We'll get into that in a future episode, a plan of attack. So James, this has been a lot of fun, man. Uh, we broke down three positions. People can go out insiderfootball.com, get the software, see every position and player for themselves. And, uh, We'll have to do it again sometime, James. Absolutely. I, I have a feeling we're going to do it a lot this summer, Dan. And I have a feeling we're probably going to talk ADP until about, I don't know, 10 minutes before kickoff on Thursday night in September. Yes, yes. So <laughs> stick around for upcoming episodes, including episode four. We'll look at fantasy consistency, tell you why it matters. And if you missed any of our earlier episodes, go back and take a listen. We got new faces, new places, ranking the rookies. It's the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast. You can get it anytime at insiderfootball.com. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen. Until next time around, for James Adams, I'm Dan Claskins. Good luck in your drafts. We'll see you real soon.